Sync and Desist, a multimedia network. Please enjoy. This week's episode of Sync and Assist. Welcome, welcome. It's been an interesting week to say the least, but uh, yeah. <laughs> How, how's your week been? Oh, man. been decent. It's been going per usual. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been to be, going. That, yeah, that seems to be the answer. Uh, <laughs> that That's the, um, the customer service answer. You just say, it's going. Like whenever... Yeah, like whenever um, I go into work and they're like, how you doing, Rob? I'm like, I'm here. I'm here, right. <laughs> Which could be good or bad, depending on whether you love your job or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, it's not like, a, I'm here. Like It's like, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I've, I've seen those people, too. They're so happy, it's suspicious. I am here. Guys, let's conquer the day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Now well, let's like let's get through this shift. <laughs> let's get this shit over with. <laughs> that's it, yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm just like, all right, I'm here, but I'm already ready to go. Mm-hmm. Be like, man, I'm not even here five minutes. Usually, like, the, the worst part of the shift is, like, the beginning of it. <laughs> Usually, when it's just like... That's the kind of day we're gonna have, okay? <laughs> it set it sets the, the the tone for the the rest of the day. Like that first like ten minutes, I don't know what it is. Yeah, unless something crazy happens, it right. gives you enough to go off with for the rest of the shift. <laughs> yeah, you, you know nothing about that, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> so about yesterday at work. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> yeah, so. Told you the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Uh, before we start recording, even, uh, was it today or yesterday? Like, No, it was this morning because we spontaneously decided we were going to record the podcast today. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so I have not told Brad what I'm about to tell you all. <laughs> um, and I, like I told you, I can't tell all of it because yeah. it's still it's ongoing, it's active. Ah, but okay. uh, so we all know we've had two Black Lives Matter episodes of the podcast uh, okay. <laughs> recently. Um, yes. So well, really, we had like three. I feel like yeah. <laughs> it was like two and a half. <laughs> yeah. So I've mentioned before at, about my job, like there have been a lot of race issues. Like my former GM was a known racist and I was in, in a sense like an activist. Like I fought for a year and a half to get her removed. And, and, well, when this episode goes up, it'll be a year. Um, 
because it was like August 8th. So it'll be that week. We got uh, old racist removed and she right. she moved from here, from Atlanta to old Charlottesville. <laughs> Charlottesville. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> she moved back home. Uh, right. But this is not uh, it. It doesn't involve a GM, but it does involve uh, a race two related employees, and it was race related. And I, as a uh, a black man, and as a manager, I had to play mediator. So what happened was <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so you being a mediator that's that's a really weird position to be in mm-hmm. also being a black man <laughs> <laughs> so whoa you're black <laughs> <laughs> um it'd be funny if it was completely i was just like what <laughs> Rob, i never knew that. i thought you were Rob, native the, this whole time yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm colorblind, Rob. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's a whole other thing. If right. you're colorblind, you're part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you can be color. Well, you should be color accepting, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's probably yeah. more. You have to understand that color right. struggles. Yeah. But um, so I go into work at six with one of the the offender of the situation. And she she's older. She's uh, one of my now GM's old friends from work from before. So she, when my new GM came in, she brought in like all of her people. So she brought in her. And so we go in at six and at eight o'clock, one of my guys, uh, he is black. We are from the same background. We, lived in the same area even but we did not know each other but uh when he gets in like i go back to the warehouse and i'm like we're we're just ever since day one since he started he's still fairly new we had like like it is what it is we are from the same background we we don't we we chilling tough like we tight (laughs) we cool right and um, yeah, yeah, but like he's st- he's still a hard worker, so it's not like just chill session. Even though sometimes he he does turn it into that, but um, still try to make sure he's working. But <laughs> I'm trying to like, how much do of this do I tell? Um, <laughs> Use your judgment, Rob. <laughs> but yeah, 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 I'm following you. Yeah, so. Uh, my GM came in at early for her shift and she was like, she came in and we we're on the back. We we're on the warehouse, like just working. And he said something, he, she came in and he said like, um, when you get a moment, when you get a minute, I got to talk to you. And then she was, she was like, being like a smart ass, like, like she's hilarious. Like she's old, but like, she's hilarious. Like she was like, uh, okay, let me go bury myself in some work then. <laughs> and uh, then uh, <laughs> she left 
And then I was like, okay, okay, I see you. <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, saying your girlfriend, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I, I told the other employees in the, in the room, I was like, y'all saw that, right? He's like, hey, babe, when you get home, I'm going to talk to you real quick. And then he, I hear, I hear he's dying. He's like, like yeah. <laughs> so I say that to fast forward uh, later in the to the day. Um, a few hours later, it's brought back up. Like he's like, oh, I still got to talk to uh, to the GM. And he was like, I was like, yeah, you got to talk to your girlfriend. He's like, yeah. Like when y'all see me pull up in a new Benz tomorrow, you know what's up. I was like, not even the old Ford Fusion, because she drives <laughs> a Ford Fusion. He's like, no, nah, I got a new Benz. And then the my GM's friend that came in with me at six o'clock walked into the middle of the conversation and said, Oh, a Benz must be a 98, or it must have been stolen. And then she started laughing. okay Uh, (laughs) okay so you know where i'm going (laughs) well we we know what you try to say (laughs) yeah so (laughs) oh my god yeah and i was like i laughed like (laughs) like damn and then he got (laughs) super serious he's like he walked up on it like what and I'm going to like kind of like redact some of the stuff, but like he got super serious and like rightfully so he was offended. Yeah. I was offended and like, it wasn't even directed towards me, but I was offended. Yeah, and right. like, I just kind of like, cause I was in the middle of something. I was like walking in and walking out. I had to grab something. And, uh, so apparently that escalated, but they removed each other from this situation. And like, he was pissed. And he went to one side of the building to keep working, and she went to another. Mm. And I went back to the office where uh, my GM was. I had to drop something off in there, some paperwork from the, uh, that day's shipment. And she was in there, like, talking to the GM because they're friends. And she was like, Oh, I did something so stupid. <laughs> she she went in there to sit on herself, basically. And she's like, I walked in. I was like, oh, they told me about it. I walked out. <laughs> and I was like, I was there. I will have my day in court, basically. <laughs> like, right. um, but yeah, so she just kept like harassing him throughout the day, just apologizing. And like she just kept touching him and like, like like I respect you. Like you, you're working hard. You you got your shit together. Like I I respect you. Like you were just riding the bus and you have a Benz. Like I like I respect you. Like seriously. Like and like she's just making it worse. Like right. Then, like just just quit while you're ahead. Yeah. Like, like, to, me, to me, it sounds <laughs> like it may have been a joke, but there's some seriousness in the joke. Mm-hmm. you wouldn't really feel the need to make that kind of joke unless you didn't have some sort of preconceived idea about <laughs> people yeah. of color right so and like he's from the south so like we both like we are like out in the open with it like we don't yeah. like hide it or nothing and like right, he, um, right. 
he wears a do-rag to work. Like, and we don't really say nothing about it. Like, I definitely don't say nothing about it. Like, right, um, right. Uh, during like business hours, like uh, one of the managers came up to me. She was like, um, so I, I had to talk to him. He was wearing a do-rag and he had both of his AirPods in. Like, he, he can't do that during business hours. I was like, he had both of his AirPods in? Like, I just completely brushed over the fact he was wearing a yeah. do-rag. Yeah, do-rag. Like, that's, I don't that's... give a fuck about that. <laughs> like, I grew up wearing a do-rag. Like, I naturally had wavy and curly hair, but, like, I grew yeah. up wearing a do-rag. So, like, I don't give a fuck about that. But, like, um, <laughs> but, like, she just kept making it worse. And, like, uh, I was, like, in between them, like, at, like, three different points of the day. And, like, at one point, like, this is the funniest shit I've ever heard. Like, he's 20, like, but, like, you would think he's, like, in his late 20s. Like, one of my associates and him and her were there. So, and I was right there. So, like I said, she kept touching him, like, putting, his, like, her arm, like, on his, like, shoulder, like, like, kind of, like, respect. Like, I respect you, kind of. And he was, like, okay. We social distancing, no. <laughs> and like, I saw the associate, the other employee, like right. cover her mouth and turn around and walk away, dying laughing. Like, <laughs> I felt like I did the exact same thing. Like, as a manager, I had to like stay solid. But I was dying inside. I was like, he said that shit. He's he got balls like a mother. <laughs> <laughs> but like he he was saying some like very like some shit like yeah. I probably would have handled it a lot differently but like I cannot yeah. tell you how to handle this and honestly as a manager I just like <laughs> like but yeah. as a black man like she kept she's white and she just kept staring at me like I just yeah. like looked up looked off into the distance like I ain't saying nothing you also did this to yourself but like I need to get y'all away from each other at the same time. Like I kind of had to be the mediator. I had to talk to him separately. I had to talk to her separately. So yeah. it's like, but I had to pull it to the side. I was like, you cannot say, you cannot say stuff like this. Like that was not funny. Like it's offensive in a time like this or any time in history. <laughs> right. You right. cannot say what you said. Like you have to be careful, like with what you're saying. And she's like, I know. She just kept saying, like, excuse me. Like, I know I'm just a stupid white girl. And, like, like no, nah, you're just you're just excusing your bullshit. Like, <laughs> like and, like, yeah, no, uh, you you're about to say something. Yeah, that um, it's kind of like you have to <laughs> – I'm sure you're, you were sort of fighting with yourself in that, like, there's you, Rob the manager, Rob the black man. And you kind of found a way to merge the two and deal with the situation as a man manager and a black man at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, like um, I went like give her nothing except like the time that I um <laughs> did pull her to the side like hey you can't say shit like that <laughs> like right. and like I just kept saying, like you can't you cannot say stuff like that. Any and, respectful manager, black or white, would probably approach it in that way. Mm -hmm. Anyways, like, that's how you should approach it. Is that like, like her her friend you approach it like that even like her friend her boss her friend approach it like that like 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like with him, I was like, just kept checking on him. Like he, he was like, because after she um walked away one of the times, and he was like, man, she said that shit. Like that's not funny. I was like, it's not. He's he, like, he's it's like, all right, I'm about to go take my break. I was like, go ahead, and um, yeah, I was just I, I just had to kept checking up on him, and then like uh. Mm-hmm. The GM was in a conference call for like a very long time. I sent everyone home and uh, he, I kept him so she could talk to him. And like, I had to give like a statement even. Right. And then like they talked and I was, um, I, I talked to him because like throughout the whole day, he was like, I check on him, like, you, 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 you good? And he's like, I'm not. Then after he talked to her, the GM who is white, who I do believe um, isn't like racist, but does definitely play into stereotypes. I've caught her profiling many times. Like she said very racist shit before, but I, she's like a weird one. Cause like, she's like very Southern bell, like from like, yeah. you know, like, right. but like she get as soon as she came to my job, she gave me a black man an opportunity and promoted me immediately. And like she has hired like almost everyone that she's hired has been black. And like it's so it's like she it's like I, I don't know I don't know really how to explain it. Like she um, I, I plays into the stereo like yeah. I, I could probably di- like divulge in it a little bit. Um, Cause like in the South, uh, well, how old is she? She's, you know, middle like her fifties. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like thing about the South is that like, even if like a progressive Southerner is still behind in the times, you know, um, maybe like 10 20 years like i've i've heard things like that like that um a lot of like the of the south is like they're typically kind of behind in the times but like mentally um does it doesn't mean that they're not trying and i wouldn't say well like blatantly like everybody in the south is like racist or anything like that but there's still a lot of lingering stereotypes even if even if they're not like super blatant about it per se you know of like um it's it's not like they would be like well this person is you know a, a black person like i'm i'm not going to give them opportunities or i don't like black people or you know some of those more like general like blatant kind of things that like people that are very racist would typically say doesn't mean that there's not some kind of like aspects of racism that are still kind of like you know what i mean like sort of that lingering like residue that is still there in the Mm -hmm. south even if someone is not typically uh super blatant about everything is that there's still those weird little and and it's even in my family too and um I grew up with some of that stuff and it's taken like years to kind of like realize, Hey, that's actually not okay. <laughs> you know, cause it's like, 
when you're young and you hear those little things like, well, you know, he was black and then it's like, okay, what does that have to do with anything? You know, just those little random things that you hear growing up um, that I'm realizing that it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like ingrained in the culture of white people in the South, especially. Um, even if they, they're not, they don't hold the same views that their parents had. It's kind of like with each generation, it's like there's less and less traces of it, but it's still there. <laughs> Just this, this like residue that that's, is still sticking to them. And it's, it has a lot to do with maybe how they were raised. Um, and that's something that I've, I think I've talked about with you before. Um, I don't know if it was on the podcast or maybe just like personally, but you know, like with parenting, um, there are abusive parents. And when the kids of the abusive parents have kids, they kind of like decide, okay, this worked for me. This didn't work for me. I'm not, I'm not going to do what I did. I'm not going to do what my parents did to me, to my kids, you know, so they basically kind of like filter out what they, what they liked and didn't like about how they were parented. So it's kind of like, but that also doesn't mean that they're going to be perfect parents because there's still all this weird ingrained, like traumatic things of how they were raised that they're going to sort of project onto their kids. So that's still everywhere. <laughs> I realize with racism, for example. So there's a lot of people. If I mean, it, it's more than just the South, but if we're talking about like down here, you see it. You see it, Rob. <laughs> Obviously, with her, is that she may not be someone that's like you know. That lady is is a racist, you know, but she has racist tendencies yeah every time i i'm like oh she's racist as fuck she does something <laughs> like i'm like oh she's on our side <laughs> yeah right like so when i was talking to her yesterday uh, like after i talked to him because like he i asked him like before he left i was like like you, you're doing better now that you've talked to her he was like yeah like she like really listened to me like mm. so that feels like that, like, that feels good so like he he left feeling a lot better and like something is going to happen. She may lose her job. We'll see tomorrow. I got another shipment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so when I was talking to her, I was like, yeah, I talked to him and um, she, he felt like you actually listened to him and like you actually care, cared and like you, like she told me some stuff that he didn't even tell um me that she said but um she was, she said um yeah like i care she's like i actually care about this like like she shouldn't have said that that was very stupid like she she was like that's why we don't need to be talking at work because <laughs> <laughs> we might say something really stupid like like she said and she she just encouraged him she was like it's like this you can let someone say something very stupid that offends you and you can let that ruin you or you can you can move past it and yeah not let it get to you and not hold right. you down and like i've never heard her speak that way like ever before so like 
every time she does something racist, <laughs> she comes around with some shit like this. I'm like, you I, think I can't, it could be I cannot place it. I cannot place you. <laughs> Do you like, does it she, feel like overcompensation sometimes? That like maybe she feels guilt about it, and then so she kind of like overdoes it with trying to make it right. I I don't know. I I, I can't like place my finger on her. Yeah. Like she's full on like in a manager's meeting. She said like I don't know what's up with Jalen, but something's up with that kid. He he must be selling drugs or something. I'm like I know Jalen. He's a good kid. Never been in trouble. He's going to college. Like all he cares about is like building a good life for himself. But right. because he's black and has dreads, he's a drug dealer. Yeah. Like see, the fuck? see a lot of that stuff, like if she's like in her fifties, I mean so her childhood was in the the be the sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in her fifties, and that would mean yeah, she grew up in like the sixties. So, you know, 60s and 70s, like, there's still stuff ingrained in her that she's probably... Yeah, we're the 70s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Don't want ingrained. any comments saying y'all know math. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that so... Maybe it's a nice segue into like conflict, you know, that's been some, like conflict has been something that I'm trying to navigate how to deal with, with conflict. Um, <laughs> recently, there was a, a post that I had made uh, on Facebook that said, um, which you probably saw it, uh, said like, I wish people would hate the KKK the way they hate BLM. Yeah. <laughs> so I posted that and then one of my one of my childhood friends uh posted a comment on there uh saying something about like well, you know, BLM like you know doesn't have uh you know basically it, you know they're not all a bunch of saints or whatever like they you know they have these bad apples things like that. So um He's more conservative. Oh, uh, like so the police. A counterpoint. Yeah, right. <laughs> so so one of my militantly liberal friends, I'm not kidding you, two minutes after my friend posted that comment, he replied to that comment and said, like, you can F off. <laughs> and um, they literally got in this back and forth for a little bit. And then you turn off notifications. <laughs> a part of me... A part of me was like, I need to grab the popcorn right now. I'm watching real time happen. But then there's a part of me that's like, I don't even want to look at these notifications. Like, this is getting nasty. So I'm tired of my phone vibrating saying, <laughs> this friend commented on this friend's comment on your post. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then I guess something told me to just kind of let it happen. Like, you know what? The two of them, if they want to hash that out, you know, two opposing viewpoints. Um, I just, yeah, I just kind of let it happen. I don't know if that was necessarily the right decision. You know, should I have stepped in and been, been like, 
hey, you know, to my childhood friend and like kind of called him out, you know, but my friend, my other friend pretty much, you know, put, put him in his, uh, his place pretty, pretty, you know, uh, aggressively. So, you know, because I, I have friends of, of, of different viewpoints. Uh, now there's, there's some people that I refuse to be friends with because there's just absolutely no reasoning with them. And, uh, especially if, if their views are detrimental to, to people, (laughs) um, especially like if they are, if I find out that they are, um, racist or, um, uh, just like, you know, anti, like the existence of, of people of different walks of life, things like that. Like I, re- I do remove them typically. Um, I have had back and forth conversations with, with them. And if I feel like, you know, there's just absolutely no reasoning with them and I will remove them. And then there's sometimes where I feel like there's, I'm not even going to try. I just feel like they're not going to listen at all. Um, so I will block them, remove them or, so I, so I guess I say all that to say that like, you know, dealing with conflict is really like an interesting thing. Like you've kind of had to deal with it as a, as a manager, as a black man. <laughs> um, someone that was offended by what she said. Yeah, right. <laughs> and right. I, every, that same day, everyone was coming. Like, it was was that your Jeep? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a nice car. Yeah. And then to have this come up about a car like the same day like that's crazy uh, yeah yeah so it's like y'all like he can't afford a nice car and but i can afford like it's okay that i can afford right a 2019 you know rare jeep like yeah i was looking at a benz (laughs) like 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 real quick like it was like real quick like I really am realizing um, like how many snide remarks that, that a lot of people make. Um, it could be race related or, or it could be something more general than that even. But like mm-hmm. how many, like I'm really picking up on people's like intention when they make comments, whether they consider it a joke or not, a lot of times they brush off. Uh, their comment by saying it was just a joke and i don't really buy that all the time or they're laughing hysterically like she said something really funny when as it all sounded offensive yeah right right um but like i'm really picking up on stuff like that now and i think that's that's in me becoming more self-aware as i get older and it's like uh and, and who i'm interacting with especially um because the more I become friends with people of different walks of life, different races, things like that, like they will kind of give me insight into their perspective of things. And it's making me see how like these little like snide remarks, um, how inappropriate those things are and disrespectful those things are. And that, you really should just call it out and just be like, Hey, that's not okay. That you said that, you know, cause I've, I've seen it at work all the time. Um, I've seen it 
I've, I've heard it at church. I've heard, I've heard, you know, in, in, in most of my suburban white communities, like, especially like, it's yeah, it's everywhere though. Like literally I've had white people come up to me and been like, you know, that's the thing about black people, you know, like that sort of whispering thing. And it's like, what are you trying, what are you trying to say? Or are you trying to like get me like on your side about, about something, you know? Um, or like that, like, I don't really want that lotion because that, that's, that's something that black people wear or something. Yeah, you know, things like those weird You can weird use stuff. cocoa butter, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, like, those weird stereotyping, like, comments. And it's like, I'm becoming more aware of those things. And it's like, man, that's not okay, for one. And two, it's kind of teaching me to stand up uh, for myself as well. Not, it's not just for other people. But I'm realizing, like, you know, one thing we've talked about on the podcast a lot is, like, boundaries and things like that. Like, to be able to have enough self-respect to call out when someone's being disrespectful. You know, to be like, that's not okay that you, you said that to me. Or, that like, that hurt my feelings. Or, that's not, you know. Because I grew up, like, with this false sense of, like... um placing everyone else above yourself, which as a, as a value, as a virtue, like I get how like selflessness is a, is a good quality to have, but if it's misplaced, it's not healthy because misplaced selflessness would be like anyone can say or do whatever they want to me. And I'd never uh, call it out. I'd never, you know what I mean? Like, people can just basically walk all over me, you know, and that like being selfless is not being a doormat. So that's something you and I know we're, we're very, uh, we've been militant about, um, standing up for yourself, you know, like that's, that's one huge thing that like I'm having to learn even at 30, I'm still learning how to stand up for myself and not be walked all over. Um, that goes for, uh, like if not even just personally, like if someone feels like they can come to me and make a racist remark be because I'm also white, you know, to be like, bro, I'm not, I'm not in on that. Like, I don't like, I don't agree with what you said, you know, just because mm -hmm. I share the same skin color as you doesn't mean that I'm going to agree with what you said about that race, you know? Um, to be able to stand up for yourself is like something that I'm learning. It's like, dude, like racism is not just a huge blatant thing. That's what I was saying earlier. It's not always like this, uh, you know, look at me thing. It's like some subtle shit too. You know, it's just like, let me make this remark to this fellow white person, even like, cause they can't hear it. And they just assume I agree. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, you assume I agree with you for whatever reason. Like, that's one big thing that I've, I've also had issues with, like with my family too, is that for some reason, uh, at family gatherings, people just kind of seem to, they'll say something and they just assume everybody should agree with me. 
or that, that we just automatically agree with it. And it's like, I feel like that, that one kid in the class is like wanting to raise their hand and be like, uh, I don't agree with that. <laughs> be like, what are you talking about? You know, that kind of shit like that, you know, just as I get older, like I'm more aware of that. And like, as I'm interacting with people, different walks of life, it really just like opens up your mind. Um, to like how many, well, just, I don't live the lifestyle that other people live. I don't live the life other people live. I don't live, I don't think the way other people think, but that also doesn't mean that I can't grasp a new point of view and really listen and understand them. And then it's like, whoa, I just acquired some like new, sense of knowledge on something because I was able to stop and listen and not just impose my viewpoint on someone else. Um, you have to be receptive and open that maybe you're wrong about something. Maybe you've been taught something that isn't right. So yeah, that, that just comes with openness, receptiveness, understanding, like really listening to people with different walks of life. Like, and that's like why interacting with you and this podcast and, um, like when I was working for the, uh, stagehand job, you know, in Atlanta where I was a minority, <laughs> you know, that, that was like the most, like, it was the coolest, most eye-opening thing ever. Cause it's like, dude, there's like me and like eight other white people, you know, <laughs> it's like this Atlanta, like it was literally like you had South side, East side, West side north side like all together but it was like 80 percent people of color and then it's like 10 white dudes you know <laughs> that's what the white supremacists and nationalists are afraid of <laughs> oh no they're taking over <laughs> yeah it's that kind of shit right yeah when white people are, are a minority in the world <laughs> they actually are yeah yeah that's why the map is the way it is. Why certain uh, continents are bigger than others. Because that's where more uh, white men are, people are. <laughs> to emphasize. Right. Yeah, because like, uh, I don't think Australia is that big. No, um, I forget which country is like way bigger than it actually is. But um, yeah. Africa's huge. Mm -hmm. And like um, racism is taught. It is you're not born racist is a learned Absolutely. behavior and um if if you have um amazon prime like watch watch the movie skin is with uh what's his name um i'm blanking out on his name a short guy he's from looper he was uh the thing in the fantastic four with um michael b jordan uh jamie oh, something um, jamie bell that's his name right oh jamie bell yeah yeah and he was also an infomaniac which is he was the weirdest character also in saw <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah watch the movie skin it has uh michael not michael cutlass Coulter or yeah luke cage Coulter. yeah um yeah. but yeah, watch that movie. It's about regression uh, from 
it's a true story so it's not it's not a spoiler um it. but it's about regression of a neo-nazi and it's a very good movie so like i i i, re- I encourage everyone to watch that and just other movies that um speak about changing characters uh characteristics and behaviors breaking those patterns and behaviors um of hate uh because mm-hmm. i heard someone say on a podcast it might have been the joe bun podcast where um it, it may have been joe bun podcast I'm, I'm not entirely sure but um it might have been a podcast with killer mike but i heard someone say today that killer mike 20, <laughs> yeah 2020 is the year of black lives matter and it's like that's become the focus it's not been the pandemic it's been black lives matter because um everyone is on the same page about this that the the behaviors like how we've been treated throughout you know the past 400 years is not acceptable and is holding everyone accountable and holding you know traditions accountable and it's, it's about changing and and acceptance and you know everything that that we're talking about it's all coming to head in 2020 so it's the year of black lives matter which is crazy to think like oh people see it now <laughs> right yeah but yes kill mike for president uh <laughs> he he is one of the most like Killer Mike is one of my like biggest heroes. Has always has been for like twenty years. Like, yeah, I, I, I also can't so much from him. Like, in my just I like, can't take credit. I can't take credit for saying Killer Mike for president. Uh, <laughs> jam on my bassist of my band. You know who we've had on the podcast before. Shouts. Um, he's the one that said that that he could see him. Uh, there was some thread some post thread that was basically like, you know, who would you have for president or something? And he said, killer Mike. So, uh, shouts to jam, uh, for saying that. <laughs> and I, yeah, I agree. He's very well-spoken, very, um, very knowledgeable, uh, very sociopolitically, um, aware and, uh, very inclined and capable he seems to be. So, and also he's, young enough and relevant enough you know uh for for that that younger vote i guess so to speak uh, but also he's old enough for you know he, he he just he gets it he's seen a lot of different decades he's seen some eras of of, of, of so social issues and he just kind of seems to have this all-around nice like good head on his shoulders um about about everything that's going on currently so i'm i'm all for it <laughs> so yeah. this episode is called killing my killer my for president <laughs> campaign now please <laughs> <laughs> no but um he, he's it's just i almost went to morehouse mm. yeah and uh, i've mentioned before my uh teacher in senior year uh dr taylor i'll i'll really wanted to go to hbcu then i was like but georgia state though 
then I ended up going to Chattahoochee Tech for a year and just dropped out altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, I'm living my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, before we wrap this thing up, I'd just like to say, rest in peace, uh, Garrett Foster, Black Lives Matter, and oh, yeah. arrest the officers that killed Breonna Taylor. Because yeah, we've been saying that. It's been way too fucking long. Right. No, it's been hella long. And <laughs> a lot of distractions, too, to that. So I appreciate all the posts kind of coming back in. You know, you know what I mean? Like reminding people of that. Mm-hmm. People forget on the internet very quickly. Yeah, and stay away from unmarked cars. Yeah. <laughs> Officers in unmarked cars. That's fucking scary. Mm, they are yeah. kidnapping people off of the street mm-hmm. officers and you wonder officers. why people are saying a cab yeah yeah i mean th- there are there are some like yes all cops are bastards but there are good cops out there like okay. I- i've never actually shared this and it's something i have wanted to share like especially like on in the two and have Black Lives Matter episodes is that I have been harassed by officers. I have been fought by officers. I have had uh, a few bad run-ins with officers, but uh, the episode that we had, that we did the dogma episode, that, that day that we recorded that, um, back in February, it's February 6th. I remember this because something very bad happened to me. Um, and that I have to live with forever. But um that's a whole other thing. But um we had uh Johnny B on the podcast and it I had on a black hoodie. I was wearing all black, I had on a black hoodie. It just so happened to be Trayvon Martin's birthday. Oh <laughs> and I went to uh, pick someone up from the Cumberland Marta station, the uh, bus stop. My car broke down. My my battery died. I went to the, I walked across the street to the Cumberland Mall. I went, there was a cop car parked just in the empty parking lot, the side of the mall where there's just an empty parking lot by Macy's. I walked straight past the cop car, did not want to, Asked the officer for help at all. I went to the um, mall security, the the car that just drives around. And I said, hey, um, my battery died. Is it possible I can get a jump? And they said, yeah, where is it? I said, it's across the street. It's at the bus stop and the bus station. And they said, I would love to help you, but I I cannot leave the mall. But there's an officer right there. And they, they were black. Um, I was like, I wanted to ask y'all before I asked this officer and it was a white officer. So, which in Atlanta, it does not just period. Sometimes black cops are the worst or worse, but, um, so I, I leave them. I walk to the officer. I'm wearing a black hoodie. (laughs) It is dark outside. I like try to keep like enough distance away from the officer's uh, passenger, I mean driver side uh, door. And I, I kind of like wave him down. 
and he rolls down his window. He was like reading something. So I just sit and waiting for like a call or something. And I like approached the car. I said, Hey, uh, officer, my, I told him like my battery died. I'm picking up someone from the bus stop bus station. And is it, is it possible you can give me a, a jump? And he said, where is it? Is it that Jeep over there? And I was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I- I'll meet you over there. So, uh, I walk around, um, I go, he, he beats me there <laughs> cause he's in a car and I'm walking and, right. um, he, he jumped me off. It, it was like, he was like super nice. And he was like, I just kept saying thank you. And he was like, no, like it, it's, it's my job. Like I'm, I'm here to serve and protect. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. And it, just, it being Trayvon Martin's birthday. And I just happened to have on a black hoodie, like that added to his like, damn yeah like, there are some actual good cops out there you're right yeah and it's a story yeah. like i've wanted to tell but i've never actually it's never come it's, up like it's like to think, actually think tell. their job my title is supposed to serve and protect mm-hmm. it's supposed to serve and protect so really they are a servant to the community mm-hmm. the people that's what they're supposed to be. But sadly, yes, there are a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys out there that abuse the, the power that they may have, but forget that at least by title or mission statement, you know, is that they are supposed to serve and protect us. Um, so there are some good cops out there for sure. We just see more of them to be calling out the bad ones, <laughs> um, but that's that's very. I love that 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 you got help, you know, and kind of like showcased another side of, of the of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the system's kind of fucked, right? But some of those individual people are, you know, hella nice. Like they're they're they really are there to try to help people, you know? So yeah, that's another side to it. Right there. Yeah. I'm glad my boy's okay. <laughs> I'm glad my boy's okay. That's all. <laughs> Is that I, my anxiety, oof, I'm sure your anxiety too. Like if you had to approach a cop, you know, there's all, you know, with your skin color, you just, you don't know. You know, you just don't know how those things can go. Uh, the uncertainty of that, given the history, right? But mm-hmm. thank God you you had someone that, like, nah, good, a good guy. <laughs> just wanted to help you out, so you're not stranded. So that's 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 what they should be there for. Absolutely. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I feel like we need like an overhaul, you know, because we need that. That's yeah, yeah, but it's been, and y'all, there's been so much going on in Brad's uh Zoom uh video. I saw someone walking and back and forth in the window behind Brad. 
Oh. And I didn't want to say nothing. It's like, Are you getting freaked out? Maybe it's a roommate. I hope it's a roommate. <laughs> I hope Brad's not in danger. And Brad has become a silhouette. It looks like he's oh. in an interview and he does not want his ID, his, uh, his uh, identification to be uh, shown. There you go. <laughs> he does not want to be seen on camera. <laughs> The listeners can't see me right now. I just saw silhouette and voice. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to freak you out, Rob. (laughs) No, but yeah. There are so many things we could call this episode. Killer Mike for president. Black lives still matter. Defund the police. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's been a good one longer yep. uh, almost an hour a little longer than usual but uh all Sometimes very need- relevant things right yeah. but brad how's your week been <laughs> oh wow no <laughs> rob you better stop this <laughs> right we're gonna go for another hour that was just the preface right intro intro is almost an hour folks no <laughs> No, but let's change up the system here. So we're wrapping this up. Uh, Rob, where can the people find you? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you can find me at Robert DXN on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I will be doing new content. I have a lot of things to uh, talk about. Um, like I said, I'm changing up the the whole flow. I'm doing things differently. Um, so in the next week or two, I will be back to consistently posting on YouTube. So definitely subscribe. And yeah, Brad, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bradley Pallone. Um, you can also find, I'm going to start plugging this, uh, <laughs> my music uh, at Cascadence Bands uh, on Instagram and Twitter and also on all platforms where you listen to music. And uh, also my photography, you follow at Ghost Proof Photo uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, yeah. What about this podcast, Rob? Where can people <laughs> find that? You can trade it off. Sync and Assist at Sync and Assist on all of the platforms, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can find this podcast wherever you find podcasts. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So please rate, review, subscribe, and share, and share, and share, and share. We need ad revenue. We got to get the numbers up, bro. Yeah. And we would love for all of you to uh, reach out to us. Talk to us. Let's carry the conversation offline. Yeah. But, uh. Thank you all for stopping by this week. Hopefully you feel charged up to change the world, especially America. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will catch you next week. Later.